Welcome to this week's podcast by Celebration Church Rarotonga. We believe this message will empower and equip you to live a life of breakthrough. Thanks for joining us. What a privilege and an honor it is to be here tonight, man alive. We've started off right, guys. Hey, uh, that worship was, just, I thought I'd gone to heaven, actually. That was absolutely outstanding. Thank you very much. Melody, that was amazing. Thank you. Awesome worship. I love. There's nothing, in fact, in the middle of worship, uh, I literally, I was looking at the screen and got, look, honestly, those songs we were singing, we're not waiting for miracles here. Miracles already in the atmosphere. There's revival in this place. And, uh, and I think far too often we're waiting for a man or we're waiting for whatever. The Holy Spirit is here, let me tell you. And, uh, and we're, we're, we should not be waiting for revival either because my, in fact, I'm preaching on revival tonight, okay? And uh, my message is that you are the revival, okay? You are the revival. The reality is we should carry our own personal, I am a revivalist, okay? So I just carry my own revival. So when I turn up, revival's already there, all right? We need that. Man, I've been driving around your island. You've got enough churches around this island that let's have a revival. Like every, every 100 metres or so, there's, a, there's a, another church. Let's get rid of every religious demon off the island and let's have a supernatural revival. In Jesus' name. Yeah, that's all it requires. And God will send the power of God and ignite a revival. Uh, man, I'm excited to be here, and uh, thank you very much, Pastor Jonathan and Natasha. It's an absolute privilege to be in your guys' house, and uh, great to have my beautiful wife and my great friend Mark with me today. Um, um, Julia and I are kind of here celebrating a wedding anniversary to some degree, and uh, we've been married for 49 years now, which is absolutely uh, awesome, awesome. And uh, so we're very excited to be here with you guys. Although you could turn on the sunshine, guys. I mean, I mean, what the heck is that? I mean, we've come all the way to your beautiful country expecting sunshine, and it's rained ever since we've got here. Somebody said we brought it, but it's not true. It's not true. We left it behind, okay? So uh, we are honoured, and uh, what a beautiful thing to connect with many of you again after meeting with you at the, uh, the uh, gathering in Christchurch. And uh, how, how many, just, just incidentally, you were in Christchurch? Yeah, look at that. I've got to give it to you guys. You are amazing. Like, you brought such an amazing team to Christchurch. Uh, that was very, very exciting, and it was just exciting to be there with you. But I believe this. I believe what you've brought back here is like another level. It's another level, guys. And uh, get ready. Uh, seeds that are sowing, sowing. Uh, we are always in the seed sowing business, okay? Then we water it. We fertilize the seed. And we get ready for a mighty move of the Spirit of God, Okay. So I just want to say to those, and I think everybody might have watched it online anyway. Who, who watched it online? I think probably the whole church just about anyway. But anyway, uh, great that you watched it online. Um, uh, what, I, I should get my beautiful wife, Julia, just to come and say two words, my beautiful wife, Julia. 
because it's great if you meet this lady. She is, um, uh, some people, she acts quiet, all right? But she's not quiet. In fact, she is probably the reason I'm standing here today. Uh, when doctors told me I would never walk again, some of you haven't even heard that, so that's like, what the heck are you talking about? I was a quadriplegic, okay? So, and when I could not walk, and doctors always keen to tell you what the facts are. So we don't hold that against them. They're looking at the evidence of uh, investigation, okay? But how many know that God's got a whole different report? Yeah. Hallelujah. So whatever your report tonight, I want to tell you right now, get ready for God to shift the report. The thing is, whose report will you believe? I choose to believe the report of the Lord tonight. Uh, paralyzed, uh, quadriplegic from the neck down, couldn't move. And I started believing. See, if people say this stuff to you enough, you start believing it. If people get negative around you enough, you start believing it. And so I was actually depressed, believing that I'd be a quadriplegic. And then in walked Julia and said, what the heck is going on here? I didn't marry a man of no faith. I married a man of God who's got faith for the miraculous. I didn't do the miracle, guys. It was the word of God. I started um, reading Psalm 91 over him. That if we hide under the shadow of the Almighty, he will change us. Um, I feel like I've come home here today. I really do. You know, isn't it great when we have Jesus culture and we're all the same? You know, we've, we've all transferred into that, that Jesus culture and we can go wherever and just feel part of the family. I lived in Tonga for two years, so hearing your singing just like took me back there. It was wonderful. But, you know, as I was sitting there a minute ago, and I really believe maybe this is for the ladies, but, you know, we're coming here and, and we've talked about Rarotonga and we've talked about the church. But I believe that God tonight is coming to do something and speak something specifically to individuals because he's a God that loves people and he moves by, through people one by one. He doesn't just drop it here. He pulls out you. And, and I just really felt that there's some specifically some women that you feel discarded, unclaimed, un abandoned, and you've missed out. And God says to you tonight, I am the God that sees. I've seen you sit at the table and weep and cry out to me. I've heard you cry out to me as you've walked. And I'm going to change something tonight. And what he showed me is that he'd um, made a beautiful banqueting table and had beautiful flowers. I wish I had that lady could make those flowers. Like, that's exquisite. But you know what? God had some flowers like that on his banqueting table. He had the best silverware out. He had the best plates out. And then he's coming up to you and he's saying, well, you, you, not pastors, not your church. He's saying, will you come and sit with me? And I saw him putting, pulling out a chair and he's saying, are you willing? Now, this is where you make the choice. Are you willing to come and sit? You might even, know, you might even not know God today. 
You've just come to suss out what these crazy people are about. <laughs> We're a lot of fun, actually. But, you know, he's talking to you as well as me and he's saying, will you please come and sit at the table? I want to talk to you and I want to look at you face to face because you are so precious for, to me. And that doesn't mean you're a Christian. You can be a non-Christian, but he's still saying, Will you come and sit at the table with me tonight? You're going to hear some stories. And he's saying, are you going to come and sit? Because I'm going to talk to you specifically. To you specifically tonight. And we're going to do some business and something's going to shift in your life. And you're going to know you've come home, that you're accepted, you are loved, you're cherished, and he wants to lavish his love upon you because you are so important, okay? Awesome, baby. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, baby. Uh, once again, what an honour and a privilege it is for us to be here, and thank you. What a privilege it's been meeting you guys. I, I, the, the minute we caught up at, at Christchurch, I just thought this is like a divine appointment, and uh, so it's great to be here with you and your beautiful family. And uh, love you guys. It was great hanging out in your home yesterday. And uh, it's good to be with people who are authentic. One of the scariest things being a Christian is meeting people who are something here but not something there. And it's great to be with people who literally live what this book says. Incidentally, this book is not about you. This book is about the author and finisher of our faith. This book is about how he started it, how he's continuing it, and how we finish, not run out, not burned out, but we finish on fire in a revival anointing of the Holy Ghost. Laying hands on the sick, seeing people healed, delivering people, setting captives free, running to and fro across the planet with the power of God on the inside of us, igniting nations for Christ, and starting awesome revivals in Jesus' name. So that's for every single one of us. And this is what this book is all about. It's about our God who is bigger than anything you might be facing today. So whatever you're facing today, I want to pull it right down to a level right now where it has no authority over you, where it has no power over you. And I want to declare that this book declares that my God is bigger than anything you're facing right now. That's the God we serve. So it's not about me. It's not about a fancy message. It's about the anointing of the Holy Ghost in this place. He's come to deliver, to heal and set free tonight, all right? I am a walking, living miracle and revival, so just catch it. I don't even think it's about how many points I give. In fact, I'm not really into points, to be honest with you. I'm just into, if you want to catch this stuff, catch it, all right? I said, if you want to catch it, catch it. Like, like get ready to catch it. Like, I, think, I think we've waited way too long for the right message in the right time. But I want to tell you, there's an apostolic anointing that's in this house right now that's about to expand. And I believe people are about to grab that in the name of Jesus. And they're about to apply it to their lives. It's better caught than it is taught. You can't teach the anointing. I've tried to teach people about the anointing for years. It bores you to, it bores you to death. Just catch it and let God ignite something in your heart and run with it in Jesus' name. You cannot teach the anointing. 
But I'll tell you what, you hang around an anointing and you will catch it. You get passionate about it. You watch your mouth. Get rid of the demons out of your spirit. Hello? Like if we're talking revival, let's talk revival. You know, a lot of people are waiting for someone to come along and cast a demon out. Cast your own demon out. <laughs> Seriously, when I got born again, we cast out every demon out of my life. I started reading this book. See, this book's about the author and finisher. It's about the A to Z. It's not about techniques. In fact, the pastor who led me to Christ, George Thomas, who was a protege of Smith Wigglesworth. I don't know if you've heard of him or know him. Smith Wigglesworth. Some of you might have heard of Smith Wigglesworth. I mean, if you haven't heard about him, get a book on Smith Wigglesworth. Not that I would say, like, you should be reading this one, all right? If you haven't read this at least 10 times, don't bother reading Wigglesworth because he'll come down and slap you. He'll wake up from the dead and slap you if you start reading his book before you've read this 10 times. Because Wigglesworth had this philosophy. I will read no other book other than the Word of God because the Word of God is about the author and the finisher of my faith. Everything in between there and there is in this book for us to grab a hold of and apply to our lives. That's why I'm into self-deliverance, okay? We're waiting for some pastor or some evangelist to come along and get us delivered. Do you know what the Bible says? The Bible says, write the vision and make it clear. Write the vision and make it clear that he who runs with it, whoever runs with it, do you know that the, the vision you write, whatever you write on a paper in the name of Jesus becomes a legal document under the anointing of the Holy Ghost? Well, some of you are struggling with that, okay? Becomes a legal document. I believe in document. See, this is why Jesus, when he was, we'll get into it soon. This is just the prelim, all right? This is just floating in the air right now. This is for somebody here, incidentally. This is for somebody here right now. See, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, right, he gets baptized in the Holy Spirit. Awesome day. If you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit today, let's go there. All right? We're, we're, Mark and I were in a meeting in Tauranga this week, and uh, I pulled a little boy out of the crowd. I think he was, what was he, 10 or something, 10-year-old kid, come along. And he said, uh, whatever he said, I like you, mister. And uh, I'm like, well, that's good, mate. Have you got the Holy Ghost, though? Because he's better than me. And this little boy, and he said, oh, I don't know about that. And I said, well, you're going to get the Holy Ghost right now. And this little boy starts speaking in other tongues, just prayed for him, like, baptize him in the Holy Spirit, Lord God. And next thing he's like, Shandala never spoken in tongues before in his life. He was like, what's that? I said, that's tongues, mate. You've got the Holy Spirit. And this little, I said, do that again. And I said, here's what you just said. Ten-year-old boy, I can't remember his name, Ezekiel, I think it was, Ezekiel. Cool name. Any Ze Ezekiel's in the house? No. Okay, little Ezekiel, 10 years old, starts speaking in tongues. And I said, let me just interpret what you just said, Ezekiel. And he's like, did it mean something? And I said, this is what you just said. Devil, you will never hinder me again. I'm a young man who will have the authority of God in my life. And I will grow up with maturity on the inside of me. And I will be a leader because Christ has born in me his spirit. And nothing can conquer me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Great to be a tongue talker. This is why I believe this stuff. See, I believe if we really want to revive, we've got to learn how to stand. We get born again, and I meet thousands who can't stand. Like They're like, man, you could push them over with a puff of, like they couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag, fold like a deck chair when a storm comes along. We need to be people who can stand like no other can stand, and we take authority in our lives and have the victory in Jesus' name. And there's some people here about to get the victory in Jesus' name. I said there's some people here about to get the victory tonight in Jesus' name. 
in Jesus' mighty name. You were at the conference in Auckland, weren't you? Get ready for what God's about to do with your life in this next couple of days. Get ready for God, what God's about to ignite. I see a flame igniting in you. I see passion igniting in you. I see the power of God coming on you. In fact, stand up and come over here right now. There's an anointing coming on you. Oh, man. God, you better calm down, Holy Spirit. We haven't got into preaching yet. This is still the, this is the announcements. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love that announcements thing, eh? What's your name again, man? Angelo. Angelo, get ready. Lift your hands to the Lord right now. The fire that's on me, I, I cause that fire to be ignited on the inside of your spirit tonight in Jesus' name. That fire is going to begin to burn. It's going to be passion. Passion is the key that's going to ignite you into the things of God, your passion and your hunger. I want to tell you, rain will never stop you. Storms will never stop you. You'll push through any rain, push through any storm, because there's going to be a burning hunger on the inside. Now, Lord, let the anointing of the Holy Ghost and fire get on him in Jesus' name. Hana. We're going to get there. I promise we're going to get there. I just, we're being interrupted right here by the Holy Spirit. Hannah, stretch your arms out as wide as you can right now. God says, Hannah, get ready. I'm about to enlarge your capacity. Dreams you've already got in your head are nothing compared with what I'm going to do. God says, I'm going to do it exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think because my power is with you. You're going to have great faith. Now, great faith is a key that's so lacking in the kingdom today. And God says, you're going to receive great faith, an anointing of great faith. And that's why when your arms are apart like that, look out for what God's going to do. God says, stretch out Isaiah 5, 50, wherever it is, 54, is it? Stretch out the tent pegs, enlarge the place of your habitation. And I'm talking your spiritual habitation right now. Get ready, evangelist, for the anointing that God's putting on you right now. Holy Ghost and fire in Jesus' name. Shanga babu bababababanda. Holy Spirit. So where were we? Natasha, I can't even remember. Oh, I know we were talking about writing. See, I had many, when we got born again, I had many, many demons in my life, you know, like generational demons, all these sort of demon spirits that were binding me up, making me feel like I could never overcome demons of infirmity and sickness over our lives that were holding us back. And uh, I went to a meeting one day and a man said to me, write down every troubling demon that you believe is inflicting your life. And I started writing down unforgiveness. I started writing down the people I hadn't forgiven. I started writing down generational curses that were over our family, divorce, marriage breakup, all these curses that were over our family. Almost every marriage in our family used to get divorced before they could ever get anywhere. And then we came along in Jesus' name under the power of God, busted the curses. And in Jesus' name, here we are, 50, 40, 40, 49 years, sorry. I'm, yeah, we're not there yet. We're not 50 yet, but might come back here for a 50th, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, but let me just say this. We wrote it down, and then we prayed over it with the blood of Jesus, and then we absolutely set it on fire in Jesus' name. And we burned up every curse. Before we did that, when we wrote it down, here's the thing, you see, and I just want to get this across. See, the devil came to Jesus in the wilderness. This is after the Holy Spirit. This is after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and he started tempting Jesus. And you'll notice Jesus never, ever, not once did he say, hey, listen, that's got no authority over me. Never did he say, he didn't try to argue with the enemy. He simply said this one word. And if you read in the Hebrew, it is 
legally documented. Yeehaw! This is why you've got to write it down. And at the end of it, every one of these curses is broken over me, my family, our world, and the demon spirits associated with uh, now have no longer got any links into my life or my spirit or my family. And today we crush them under the blood of Jesus Christ and the resurrected power of Christ cancels your authority in our lives. And right now we declare to you, Satan, it is legally documented, just like Jesus said to the enemy, it three times, it is written. Come on. It is written. And that is where we miss our, my people perish through a lack of knowledge. So we battle with this stuff. I want to tell you, let's get some authority over the enemy and start living in revival in Jesus' name. I'm sick of hanging around with the church that's been talking revival since I got born again and still ain't there. Come on, we got to get there. And I believe this is our time. I don't know. The rapture we were talking about last night. Who knows? I reckon Jesus is coming back real soon. Who knows? I mean, who knows? People have been saying that forever. And I don't want you, I don't want you going and waiting at the hallelujah bus stop either. That would bore me to tears. Like we're not waiting. We're not going to go down there and wait for Jesus to return. He says, if I don't find you active under the anointing when I come, stay here. So you better get active. If you're just waiting for him to return, man, you're going to miss out because Jesus is coming back for a bride that's on fire, ignited, shining, not hiding, but up there shining and brightly challenging the status quo. Like Elijah, we're lighting fires. We're not hiding from them, all right? Like Elijah, we're burning some altars and setting fire. And I want to tell you right now, you need to set some fires. Some of you need to set fires from stuff in your life. It's wrecking your family, wrecking your life. You need to burn it up in Jesus' name, okay? Write it down, document it, put it under the anointing, get the demons out of you, pray for yourself, get your wife to pray for you, get, your, get someone to pray for you and lay hands on you when you do that and get those demons out in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. We got to get free. We got to get free. Some of you are not excited about that enough, but we got to get free. We seriously have to get free. I want, I'm a living personal revival testimony of that happening in my life. We canceled every demon spirit over the McDonnell family on that day. We canceled alcohol, drug addiction, divorce, all the sort of junk that goes with it, all the rubbish that goes with it. And Julia and I were able to cancel that in a day over our family. And is it any wonder in the next six months, our entire street got born again in Jesus' name because we ignited a personal revival. I believe there's a revival in this house tonight. I feel it for your country today. I feel right now that in this nation, God is wanting to ignite a revival. I, I, I'm, not, I'm driving around. There's a church here, here a church, there a church, everywhere a church, church. I'm like, God, this place is ready for a revival. And, and it's like the Holy Spirit said to me, we just got to get rid of all the religious demons and get them out of the country and get people on fire with an anointing of the Holy Ghost. It's so easy. I'm battling a religious spirit in my life even as I stand here. You see, the enemy is always wanting to pull you. Oh, man, shush. Don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. Get devotional. Get devo Don't sing too loud. This is, this is a religious demon that is troubling every single one of us. See, if you get people, if you get people, they're hanging around a rugby, you know, you get them at a, foot, get them at a footy match, and they're wild when their teams, well, I mean, they're wild even when their team's losing. 
And then you get them in church and it's like, eh? But man alive, let's kick that spirit out of our lives in Jesus' name. And let's come alive in the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Power of God's here. Power of God's here tonight. So I really believe tonight, and I believe that when God showed me that picture, I, I literally saw it. You were singing songs. I was looking at a picture, and I saw cancer dissolving out of a body while we're watching the screen tonight. Literally, I saw that happening. And I believe there's about 100 miracles in here tonight, and I want to say get ready for miracles in Jesus' name. If you, if you don't believe in miracles, too late. See... The devil would try to tell you the day of miracles is over, but it ain't over because you're looking at one. I am a living, walking miracle, okay, quadriplegic from here down and uh, told I'd never walk again. And then God came into my room, my hospital room one night, and God said to me, it's all about your confession. See, it's easy to get negative. It's so easy to get hooked up in the negative stuff. It's so easy to pull back and think, oh, yeah, maybe this is my lot. Maybe this is my lot. Maybe this is what I deserve in life. Maybe because the devil's quick to condemn. He'll condemn every one of you in the room and say, yeah, yeah, well, you don't think you're that, that cool. Don't think you're... My, my Bible says you are the apple of his eye. My Bible tells me that you are the best thing God ever made. And here you are, born again. Maybe you're not yet, but it's time to get born again in Jesus' name. Maybe tonight could be that turnaround in your life that happened in our life. Maybe you could shift your entire family line. Maybe you could break the curse off, the generational curse off your family today and turn it around and kick alcohol out of your family and kick the curse of addiction out of your family and ignite it with hope in Jesus' name. It's, it, according to this book, that is not rocket science. According to this book, this is the way it should work because the author and the finisher doesn't say the author and the halfway drop-off. It says the author and the finisher of our faith, all right? Paul wrote that. So many times we get hooked up with, well, he might be the author, and you see people get born again, and they're like, oh, man, what's going to happen now? But God's like, get reading it. And when you read it, you'll find that Jesus turns up, and he kicks devils out in Jesus' name. We're not fighting the devil. Is this okay for Wednesday night? Incidentally, I haven't even prayed yet. We haven't, even got, we haven't actually started my message yet. But, but here's what I really do believe. I think far too many people think it's just like a nursery rhyme and we just follow along, follow along, wait for Pastor Jonathan to preach a good message on Sunday. If he doesn't preach good enough, well, we just go home bored. And uh, so we're waiting for somebody to turn up and fire us up. Fire yourself up. Fire yourself up. I'm right into fire yourself up. I've never been discipled. Well, I have been, but it wasn't. I've never been to a discipleship class in my life. You can probably tell. We haven't even got to a verse of the Bible yet. And, uh, and, uh, but, but the reality is I read the book. The pastor, I was telling you about that, Wigglesworth led, Smith Wigglesworth, a man, uh, he was called the, the Apostle of Faith. There's books about him, the Apostle of Faith, okay? I think that's where I caught it because George Thomas came along and this is, this, is, this is like, was it two years before we are born again, Julia? Two years before we are born again. And we were, I'm into parties. Anybody here into parties? <laughs> Come on, you guys must be into parties. You're Rarotongans, for goodness sake. And just in case you're wondering what the heck I'm talking about, this is a party here tonight. I could tell by the way you're worshipping, this is a party. It just 
See, the problem is some of us got born again. We had wild parties. I had, we had wild parties, Julia and I. We were the, 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 the best party in our street was at our house before we got born again. Because if you're going to hell, you may as well go there as a party. You know? That's a funny thing. I say to people, if you're not going to commit to Christ, like if you're going to live a life outside of Christ, party up because this is it. Like party up. And that's why I always say to people, mate, your life is boring compared to my life in Christ. Because now I party like no other person can party, I tell you. It's just a, it's a non-stop, it's a non-stop party. Our life is a non-stop party, rejoicing in Jesus, celebrating miracles, seeing people rise from the dead, walking into government house in Vietnam and starting to speak to the governors of Vietnam and telling them how they should shift their country into a place that allows Christianity to arise in Jesus' name. That's a party right there in Jesus' name. See, we should be igniting revival wherever we turn up. But unfortunately, many aren't. Because what happens, we get born again and we start, we're not living a party any longer. We're like, oh my goodness. In fact, sometimes some of the most depressing people you'll meet are Christians. That's real sad, but that's the truth. Okay? Now, here's the reason. Because we haven't read the book. Because if you start reading, George Thomas said to me, Don, you were born into the fire. You cannot live in the smoke. Did you get that? You were born into the fire. Like I got born into the Holy Ghost and fire. There used to be a song, Holy Ghost and fire, and it's keeping me alive. Yeah, keeping me alive. And, and he said, Don, you were born into the fire. You can't live in the smoke. But he said, unfortunately, many choose to live in the smoke and they die of asphyxiation because they can no longer breathe the fire of God producing oxygen on the inside of them that ignites the world around them. And he said to me, here's how you do it, Don. Start with miracle number one. Jesus turned the water into wine. And he said, live on, live on that miracle for the first day and then read the next miracle the next day and then read the next miracle the next day. Some of us are so tangled up in some kind of doctrinal, oh, your head's stuffed up with doctrine. Just believe this. Jesus said, if you can't come as a little young kid like this guy here, what's your name, buddy? Luca. Luca, give me a five. God bless you, buddy. And one up here, whatever you guys do, there we go. <laughs> Luca, I prophesied that you, how old are you, Luca? How long you had that name? Ten. Ten years. You've had, you have ten years too. Look at your legend. <laughs> God let this young man carry the power of God every day. Where's your parents? There they are over there. Man alive. Well, Luca, good you're not sitting with them and you chose to sit on the front row. <laughs> Holy Spirit, get your anointing on young Luca. Let him carry something out of here tonight. I prophesy over you like was prophesied over me that even at a young age, you'd catch a passion for the things of the Spirit, that you'd run with the fire of God on your life, that you'd be a mighty man equipped with the Holy Ghost, that you'd lead people to Christ, that you'd be an evangelist, that you'd be unashamed of the gospel of Christ, and that the fire of God burn in your life in Jesus' mighty name. Holy Ghost, let that happen on young Luca. Oh, boy, power of God's on you, Luca. Man, feel the power of God on you, mate. Yeah, Whew, all right. How many want a bit of that? 
It's all over here. It's all over here. See, this is what I mean when he said, read a miracle every day. All I had in me was miracles. I'd turn up at work. Seriously, I'm born again. I think I was born again like maybe a week and a half. Builder by trade. Shanda shukuyanda. Just don't know what's happening here. But the Holy Spirit says there's miracle power right now in this area right here. There's miracle power unlocking, cancelling the spirit of infirmity. God's saying to you right now, I have prepared a table before you in the midst of your enemies, which is cancer, sickness, disease. In Jesus' name, it's going down. God says, I prepared a table. I prepared a table before you in front of those enemies that are trying to invade you right now. And in Jesus' name, I cancel. In fact, I cause the enemy's lies to be ineffective over your spirit, over your lives in Jesus' name. And right now we declare the power of the Holy Ghost that would ignite healing in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. There's power in this place. There is power in this place, let me tell you. So I just read a miracle every day. I got so fired up reading these miracles. I was like, I'm born again. I'm delivered now. I've got Christ on the inside of me. And then let's go to our verse for the day because we better get preaching, okay? Because <laughs> believe me, God is not into behavior modification. Sadly to say, this, no, being very careful here, um, this could be recorded or it could be going live. Is it going live incidentally? No, okay, okay. But the church has lost its way. We've got into counseling and behavior, I, I, I don't know where you're at here, but counseling and behavior modification. My Bible tells me that I serve a God who is into transformation. Transformation. Study the caterpillar. If you don't understand that, study the caterpillar next time you see a caterpillar crawling on the, eating all the good leaves off your plant, and then you'll notice it turns into a chrysalis, and then you'll notice it turns into a beautiful butterfly, and it flies, it soars above the circumstances, not in them any longer, because my God is a transformational God. That's why we need the Holy Spirit and power. Somebody here is about to get something tonight. There's a couple sitting right there. You've got the pink top on, honey, and sir, you've got whatever you've got there, but I want to tell you there's a power of God here right Right now, feel I just saw it. jump out of your seats because I believe God's going to do so. Man, God's going to do something again. In fact, I want to tell you, get ready for this next season in your lives. Are you? Are, do you live here? Yeah. Well, I tell you right now, get ready for what God's about to open up in your life. Divine favor is coming on your lives. God says, I am a God of favor. The eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the whole earth looking for one person he can be strong in. And God says, I'm about to show myself strong in your guys' lives. And I don't know, we've never met. I don't think we've ever met, have we? Shaking your hand right now. God bless you. God bless you, sir. It's a privilege to meet you. God, I thank you right now for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that's on this couple. I think, In fact, just lift your hands toward heaven. I believe you're going to smash it. I believe it's been like there's been a cloud. It's been like there's been a cloud and God says the cloud is dissipating tonight and God said when the cloud dissipates and I know it's raining but here's what God's saying in the spirit realm, there hasn't been rain but God, God says the cloud is dissipating and there's rain about to fall on your guys' lives in Jesus' mighty name. Power goes right through you right now. Loose you into the mighty anointing of the Holy Ghost and power in Jesus' name. Okay. Okay. Um, so that was God is into transformation, transformation, okay? Don't get hooked up in this crazy stuff today where we think you've got to count. You, 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 you can't cancel, cancel, cancel a demon. You cast it out. 
You deal with, with the blood of Jesus, and then you inject the Holy Spirit in there, and people come alive in the Holy Ghost, all right? I'm a living testimony to this, all right? So I'm not just talking. This is not like some kind of theological mumbo-jumbo I'm teaching you tonight. This is what happened in our lives. We got born again, and then our street got born again because we caught the fire of the Holy Ghost, and it ignited faith in our lives, all right? I, I want to give you a verse tonight because I really believe that the Word of God is what unlocks you. Here's what Ephesians 3.20 says this. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think. Okay, don't get excited. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, Ephesians 3.20, above all that you ask or think. I would not have dreamed in a million years that God had a call on my life. I would not have believed it. I was just lost and undone. But then this man came along. Instead of ringing up whatever you're calling the police on us for the noise control because we were having a party, he came over and he laid hands on us and he prophesied over us and he said, young, he said, young man to me, I mean, you're good enough, young man, young man, you're going to get anointed under the Holy Ghost, you're going to travel the world, you're going to see a mighty move of the Spirit, you're going to lay hands on the sick and see them recover, you're going to see men and women raised up with fire in their lives, you're going to see revival hit nations, and in Jesus' name, he prophesied, then I prophesy that over you right now, grab a hold of some of that Boy, brother, I feel it on you right now. In Jesus' name, don't underestimate what God's about to do in your life and in your world. I feel the power of God on you right now. And in Jesus' name, we release the anointing on you and the fire on you in Jesus' name. Shanga babu bababa yanda. Now, I caught something that night that triggered something in my spirit because I would have never believed that God was able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in me. And there's power in this place tonight. And in Jesus' name, Lord, we release that anointing. Two weeks born again. Got so much fire in me. Started reading about these miracles. And I'm a builder by trade, so I'm a builder. That's all I am and still am, incidentally. I'm just a builder. We're, 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 we are what we are. Some of you need to learn to be who you are, incidentally. Some people are trying to change. You want to be whatever, Reinhard Bonnke or whatever. Just be you. You're the coolest person in the world just being you. And God likes you. And it took him a long time to get you the way you are with all your weird quirks and all that stuff. Get that born again. Get that sanctified under the power of God. So I had my own building business. I'm selling homes. So I go down. I went, and, and so when someone rang up and said, want to buy a house off you, I'd get so excited and off I'd go because I was so hooked into this, this, this worldly sphere of where success, which is a load of bull, load of bull, success is rubbish. Let me tell you that right now. So many people searching for success, they live the worst lives I've ever seen. Honestly, I want to tell you right now. Here's what success is, obedience to Christ. I'd ask you, I'd ask you where your ear is at tonight and where your heart's at. Because this is where revival's at. Where's your ear at and where's your heart at? Yeah. Proverbs 4 says, guard your heart with all diligence. Man, guard your heart. Because out of there springs the issues of life. That's why when I walk into an aeroplane, I'm sitting down in my seat on the aeroplane just minding my own business. But my heart, because I've guarded my heart. Offense? You can have your offense. 
See, so many people I meet got a fence, you know. It stuffs their heart up. Their heart has all these fences. That's actually literally what it does. Oh, fence is, oh, build me a fence. (laughs) That's all a fence is. It's like build a fence around my heart. No one's going to come in. No one's going to go out. And that's what people do. And then their heart's trapped and they're, they're bound up. They're sitting there. They're offended. They don't even know why half the time they're blaming the other person when you're at fault because my Bible says forgive and do it now because you've got to guard your heart with all diligence. Cannot carry offense. Cannot carry it. I believe one of the keys to revival is having an open, guarded, protected, free heart. Because when your heart, see if your heart, if you, you start to get a hard heart, you're not going to hear God. Then you had it. And you've got to have this ear attuned. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. So I go to sell a home because, of, and that's what I was saying, that true success is obedience to God. And so in obeying God, I then go out and I'm going to sell this guy a house. So I've never met him before. I arrived at his door, rat-a-tat-tat. I've got my briefcase full of plans and maps and all the things. Man, I am a salesman, I want to tell you. And so I'm going to sell him. He's going to buy a house off me this night. And I walk in there. The Holy Spirit says, whispers in my ear, I want him on my side. And so I sit down and I said, oh, look, before we even get to the house plan, I said, I'm here now just letting you know two weeks ago I found Jesus Christ as my saviour and he changed my life. And you've got no idea how flipping awesome I feel and I said I am like bubbling on the inside and I said I'm so excited about what God did and he's like what do you mean and I said it's the most exciting thing that ever happened so we spent the next three hours opening the Bible going through the Bible by the time I walked out of there that night he's born again she's there on the floor kneeling down at their table receiving Christ as their savior I hop in my car and I'm driving home and I'm like oh man I forgot to sell them a house which was good news because I had to go back the next day and just get them fired up and baptized in the Holy Ghost. It's all in God's plan, friend. This is why we have got to be revived on the inside. I'm a personal revival. I believe that God has literally brought us here to revive people, to set you on fire, to cause you to burn with a passion like you've never had before. And I believe right now, I want to say, look out, Raratonga. I feel it in my spirit, okay? I feel it in my spirit. I'm not just talking about this. I feel it in my spirit. I feel it right for you right there. Clap all you like, but the Holy Ghost is on you, Mr. Catcher. Shunka tatala bushiki under. Who's that sitting beside you? Okay, you come out here then. The power of God's getting on you. You're Mr. Catcher. I get sick of praying for people and the catchers are catching them and the catchers are doing all the catching and never get prayed for. So here we go, all right? Lift your hands to Jesus right now. Holy Ghost fire of revival. Lord, I declare right now that every person you catch from now on, they won't just get hit from the front, they'll get hit from the back as well because there's going to be anointing, a contagious, fiery anointing that comes off you. In fact, in Jesus' name right now, ignite a fire in his heart. Ignite a fire in his spirit in Jesus' name. Shandabuli Pikianda. See, see, I believe that God wants us. See, it, it, number, there's two things here. Number one, You'll never take someone where you've never been. You can't take a living soul. If you haven't been on fire, you're not going to take anybody into the fire. 
See, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, okay? Let's take them for an example. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar thought he's firing them into a fire, but they're already on fire. So their fire was brighter than the fire that they were getting thrown into. So when they got in there, it was like a nursery rhyme. It was like that fire wasn't going to hurt them. In fact, Jesus even said, I'll get in there with you. This is just like a heater on a cold day. So Jesus, and they're, they're dancing in the fire because they're more on fire than the fire that the world puts on you. And this is why we have got to be on fire. If we carry that kind of fire, then the world doesn't affect us. I meet so many who are affected by the circumstances of the world. We should be a thermostat on the wall, crank that baby up, and we change the temperature of the room in Jesus' name. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. We'd also love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Celebration Raro or visit our website celebration.atonga.com. Until next time.